St. John 1, 29. I do want to read some other scriptures. We'll see how God moves today, but we're just going to follow the spirit. I thank God he already ministered a great message to me. Hopefully you got it. Nobody but Jesus. All right. Uh, St. John chapter 1, verse 29. We're going to read that first, that only verse here to start off together. If you have it, say amen. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, look, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are a mighty, holy, wonderful God. You can do anything and everything but fail, God. And you chose me, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for all you have done. I thank you for everything you are going to do and everything you're doing right now, Lord. We're just praying that your presence dwells here abundantly, immensely. Even those that are watching from afar, Lord, that you will minister the word. If you'll just speak the word, Father, that we may be transformed today by the renewing of our minds, God. Help me as your preacher now to be the vessel that you can use. Help me to decrease that you may increase and get all the glory and all the praise. We're praying for healing. We're praying for deliverance. We're praying for salvation. We'll be so ever careful to give you the honor and the glory. Everybody help me by saying in Jesus' name, amen. Give God a great big praise. Hallelujah. He's a good God. My subject today is, is outbreak. Everybody say outbreak. Repent before it is everlasting too late. It's been an outbreak. And God has been saying, repent before it is everlasting too late. I'm going to give you my main points because I know I'm just going to go wherever God takes me, but I want you to get it. If you came here to really eat, this is the word. This is the bread of life. God said, don't live by bread alone. Don't live by the natural things you're learning and listening to and looking at. But every man should um, live by every word that proceeded out of his mouth, out of his word, out of the Holy Bible. So if you came here to eat, uh, I'm going to give you my, four main, my five main points, and then we're going to try to go back and dive into them a little bit. My first point, well, God, he trumped my first point and said, nobody but Jesus. I'm the one. I'm the one, one, one. And so, so that's, my, that's zero. That's the zero point there. But first point here is God created a perfect world that was established to thrive and glorify him until it was marred by the rebellion of, we can say us. Everybody say us. Or man. His most prized possession rebelled against him. That's point one. He created this perfect world. Then it was marred by us. Point two. The world has been infected with an outbreak of sickness and death. Y'all know what that is now. That's, I'm keeping that a little secret until I bring it out here in a minute. Ever since Adam, the first man, and Eve, the first woman, ate from the tree God commanded them not to eat from. We call this the fall of man. Or say us again. 
That's the second point. Third point. This sickness or that sickness is the disease of diseases. And we call it, say it a little louder, sin. It is real. It is here. It's alive. It's well. And it has manifested itself in many ways. If we need some proof, if we need some evidence, we can see the symptoms of this infection or this disease. Somebody say, but God, there is a cure. Come on, give God praise right there. There is a cure. There's a cure. What's his name? What's his name? It's Jesus. His name is Jesus. It's the cure is, he, is a he. The cure is the comforter. The, the cure is the, is the alpha and omega. He's the originator and perfecter of all things. He woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. He made sure you had food on your table. If you don't have food on your table, he still made sure you survive. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. That's point number four. Point number five. Repent before it is everlasting too late. Turn and follow Jesus before this sickness What's the sickness called again? Sin. Say it a little louder. Sin. Sin takes you out eternally. Eternally means forever. Forever, ever. Where Mike at? He ain't in here. He at home. Forever, ever, brother. Turn and follow Jesus before this thing takes you out forever. Y'all still praying with me? Now let's dig in a little bit here. God created a perfect world that was established. He did this to thrive and glorify him. And then the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life got involved. We got involved. We just got to let God be God, right? So we got involved and we marred what God did. Through rebellion, I wanted to use a strong word. I thought that was pretty strong, rebellion. And I think the Bible said rebellion is like witchcraft. God wants you to know this. When you, you think, oh, I ain't doing idol worship. Yes, you are. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about me. He said, yes, you are. When you rebel against me, you worship in something else. And if you worship something else, we call that idol worship. So we, we rebelled against him. Let's look at the creation day at the start. I'm going to read a little bit. I'm not going to read all the scriptures just yet. But we're talking about this perfect where I want to get this perfect picture. I got five points. I got to remember my time is tight. So I better, I got to move. Day one, God created the light. I'll just leave it there. I'm going to even go past some of the things I have written. Day one, the light. And he called it what? And he called it good. Y'all stay, stay with me. I'm keep asking y'all, what did he call after each day? Day two, he created the firmament in the atmosphere or the sky, and he called it good. He, this thing he established, it was perfect. He, he, he don't make mistakes. Day three, he created the dry ground, 
and the plants or the earth. And he called it good. Day four. Now he did all this stuff in six days. Nobody but who? Jesus. Come on, scientists. Nobody but Jesus. Day four, he created the sun, the moon, and the stars, or even the galaxies. And he called it good. Day five. Now this is in Genesis chapter one, if you're following well. Day five, he made the birds or the fowl and the sea creatures, and he called it good. Are y'all getting excited? Because here we come. Day six, he made the land animals. And no, we are not a land animal. God wants you to know who he is. He created us. He didn't bring us out of no animal, no ape, nothing like that. He created us. This is what his word says. He made the land animals and man and humans on day six. And he called that day what? Good. On day six. So he made those animals and they came and filled the earth. And then he also created man and woman. Adam and Eve. He made us in his own what? Image and likeness. And he blessed them and gave them dominion over every creature and over all of the earth. Who did he give that to? Us. He gave that to us. I think that's Max back there helping me. Thank you, Max. He gave it to he gave it to us to care for, rule, and cultivate. And he called it all good. And then on the seventh day, he rested. He rested on the seventh day. But then the fall of us. Genesis 2. I'm going to read some scriptures in your hearing. 8 through 9 says, And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. Y'all know this is right over in Iraq, right? In that area right there. Mesopotamia. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight. And good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He hooked us up. Put a tree right there in the midst of the garden so you will never what? You will never die. The tree of life. Never die. All right, y'all following me. And the Lord, um, God commanded the man. No, he took, the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Just be my man. Just, just obey me. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree, son, of the garden, you may freely eat. Somebody said it's all good. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Anybody got kids? I got some now. I can talk about it for real now. Where's Sean Tree at? I see her back there. I know about it now, Tria. You tell them no, don't touch. That's an invitation. Eh? <laughs> That's an invitation. Don't go in there. Here they come. It don't change too much when you get older. Y'all ain't going to say Amen. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That's God letting us know. Stick with me, you live. Pull your hand out of my hand, you die. You cannot exist without me. You can't take care of the garden without me. You, you got your own garden. You got your own life. Can't do it without me. 
Genesis, we're going to keep going. Um, oh, I, I repeated that scripture. Let me see where I'm at now. You shall surely die. Did I copy the same verse there? Y'all waiting on me, right? And praying with me. Hold me up, hold me up, hold me up. We gonna get this right. We gonna get it right. And then look what God said. And my good thing is right there. He said, it is not good that man should be alone. Thank you, Lord. I will make a help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon him. I know there's a lot to be said about all of that. And he slept and he took on one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman. Brother, say amen. amen. And brought her unto the man. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Look at God. They had everything they needed, and God also put them in control. He gave them authority over everything. Dominion authority right from God. Can eat from the tree of life and have no stress and live forever. Anybody want that peace eternally, forever? Just do it like I said, do it. Or eat from the knowledge of good and evil and stress all the way out. Are we living in that world? And surely die. Spiritually and naturally. Satan, oh, I was going to say good parents, you, we protect our children from the stress of life. And God is that parent. Under our authority, we want our children to believe it's all good. No need to know everything and try to be like me and have my knowledge. You can't handle my knowledge. We can't handle what he knows. But the devil tricked us. He deceived us and played on this lust, right? Of the eye, the flesh, the pride of life. And the devil, I say this often when I preach, he offered a trade. Let me trade you trade me your everything for my nothing. We just read he gave us everything. All the animals, everything, the tree of life, all the authority over the whole thing. And how does the devil get in and, tell, and offer a, a deal? What can you offer me? I got everything. I got it all. But he did it to us. He did it. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, Should she have even been talking to the serpent? He talked the third of the angels out of heaven. Can't deal with him. Don't let him flirt with you. Don't give him, uh, uh, oh, be careful, little eyes what you see, little hands what you touch. I'm just, we sing them, them nursery songs with my sons all the day. Them songs minister to me. You got to be careful because you, you, we're no match for the devil outside of God. And if you play with him, he got you. And he got us right from the jump. And he said, um, you should not, um, she told him, I shouldn't eat of the tree of the garden in the midst of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, or he said that to her, and, and then 
uh, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. Now, she's telling them her business. She shouldn't even be talking to them. Brothers, we should be protecting our women. The enemy shouldn't even have a chance, but he got a chance. He got in her ear, and she told him what God told her. He just setting her up to get in there. She said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Can't you hear his voice? Haven't you heard his voice? Is he talking to you? He might be talking to you right now. You don't got to go to church. You don't have to do it God's way. There's another way to eternal life. There's another way to joy and peace eternally. There's another way. This is what he's saying. He's saying it still. He said, for God doth know in the day that ye eat thereof. Come on, to play with that pride. Then your eyes shall be open. Come on now, y'all better be careful on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. The devil trying to come another way than the book. He want to come another way. He trying to come up some other way. Ain't that what he said in John 10? He, the thief and the robber going to come up some other way to get to you. He said, your eyes will be open. Ye shall be as gods. That's right in the Bible. That's something. You can, be, you can run your own life. Come on now. I know that's what I want to do. I didn't say want it. I know that's what this flesh wants to do. It wants to run this thing. I want to be in charge. And he said, you will be as God. You can be in charge. You see how that plays on you? Oh, go ahead and go against him. Now you can be in charge. Now the devil knows once we get in charge, he, we no match for him. So that's all he's trying to do is set us up. I want to set you up so you can have an identity crisis. I want to set you up so you'll want to commit suicide. I want to set you up so you'll want to get a divorce, so you'll abuse your kids, so you'll quit your job. He, he's just trying to set you up. He can't do nothing with us when we write in the hands of the lamb and the lion. Can't touch you. Can't touch you when you're in the arms of God, so he got to make you be God. I got to get you to be your own God. And he's, he's subtle. He's subtle, right? He's deceptive. I'll trick you into doing that. He might, he'll let you come to church. I'm moving fast now. I see my time. You can come to church. You can have a title. You can have a degree in theology. I better keep on going. I'm going to come back to that, hopefully. He just wants you to, to think you can be your own God. And then he got us. Knowing good, you'll be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. You see how much time she spent there? That's too much time. She got all the way into that. She took up, that's what I'm talking about. Be careful what you're looking at and who you're talking to and how much time you spend there because it don't take much. Don't nothing dwell in that. They, they were perfect and this happened to them. Now what about you and me that were born in sin and shaping in iniquity? What are we going to do when an enemy comes? So she saw that it was good and it was pleasant to the eyes and it was a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took up. You see how he got in her head? 
God said, don't eat. This thing that will kill you. Your, your parent or parents said, this is going to kill you. It shouldn't have been nothing else to talk about. This is going to kill you. And somehow she saw that it was pleasant to the eyes and it treated to be the desire to make one wise. Come on now, y'all putting yourselves in these shoes. Put yourself right there. Nobody but Jesus. She was getting away. And she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Man. And gave also unto her husband. Don't do that to me, man. Now the husband, gotta, he got to take a stand on a serious note. He got to be a man. He had the command. He walked with God first. God gave him the commandment. He should have been able to help his wife. But she brought it to him and he ate. And the eyes of both of them were open. You know, we think we want to know everything. God said, you can't handle what you think you can handle. You see, do you see people right now, the mental stability or instability we have? Knowledge has increased. We can see everything at a drop of a dime. Exposed to everything right now. Just get on your phone. You can be exposed to anything and everything. Can we handle it? We can't handle it. The eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked. God was so good to them, they didn't even know they were naked. They in the gardens. You can eat anything. You ain't got to kill an animal to eat. The animals ain't killing each other. And you in control of the whole deal. And all you got to do is let God be God. All you have to do is let him be God. But they, they, the enemy got in their minds. And their eyes were open. They knew they were naked. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. I heard uh, Sister Carmen saying in Sunday school today, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> Are we hiding? You, you, you go against God, and life will become exactly what God said it was going to become when you come, go against him, and they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. People don't want to go to church. People don't want to go to Bible study. People don't want you talking to them about no God to the point of death in some countries, and it might get like that here. People, God said they hate hated me, so they're going to hate who? They're going to hate you. So they hid themselves. After they got into this, this disease came on them, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And God called out to him and said, where art thou? Where, where is the, what I made? I did not make this. I didn't make you like this. You were never supposed to live like this. You was never uh, supposed to not realize who you are and whose you are and where to come when you're having a hard time. It was never supposed to be that way. Adam, where are you, son? I made you in my image and in my likeness. I gave you dominion and power over everything that we're seeing out there right now. Where are you, son? And the Lord God said, behold, the man, this is in chapter 3, Genesis 3, 22, 24 through 24. Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now 
lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life. Now man is marred. This thing God has made that was precious in his eyes, this, now, it, now it's going to work against him. And God said, I ain't having that. You can't live forever now. You're no longer what I made. That's, you're no longer going to give me glory. So, so now I'm going to have to cut some things short. So he said, therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden. You got to get out of here. I hope I don't have to do that to my sons. You know, because I'm, I'm the God in the house right now. I'm the king. Along with my, my queen, we right there together. But if they start thinking they're the king, something got to change. Something else has to happen. They're going to get kicked out the garden. And they won't have eternal life in the house. Right now, they can come back. But if you rise up and do, the wrong, do me the wrong way, and their mother the wrong way, you, won't, you will no, long, no longer be, have this authority or dominion that you have. Because right now, everything that's mine is theirs. I'm preaching, y'all. Y'all better be, I ain't saying nothing. So thank you, Sister Duffy. <laughs> so he drove man out of the garden and placed the east of the east garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep away the way of the tree of life. God is in control. Very shortly after that in the word, you find, you see Cain murder his brother. We went from life eternal, never to die, to now Adam and Eve's son kills his brother. Ain't nothing new. What's this comedy? Ain't nothing new under the sun. We see this going on right now. But what happened? Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. This is the disease we're talking about. And death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For unto the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. We can bring it all the way on up to Shanu. Even over them that had not sinned. We didn't take from the tree that God told us not to, but we still sinned. Even over them that had not sinned after the similitude, the same way Adam did, of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. We can get excited right there. Adam was just the figure of him that was to come. So that was the first point. I got to get through those other ones here in just a few minutes, and we will. Now, all of that went down, and that was the infection. The world had been infected right there. God made us perfect. He made us good. He made the world good. He told us, if you eat of this tree, you're going to tear it all up. Y'all know I'm paraphrasing. And we ate of the tree. If you eat from this tree, you're going to get sick. You're going to be disease-ridden forever. And we ate anyway. Are we stubborn? Are we stiff-necked? I had to humble myself. My dad brought me this word. I had to finally say, you know, that is me. I need you, Jesus. I'm stiff-necked. I'm stubborn. I really don't have any peace and no joy, but I can pretend like I do. I can act like this degree and... Um, this reputation and, uh, you know, some of the other things I'm hoping for in life, I can act like those things will be my security. 
but we know it's not. The richest people, the people in the, have their names in the biggest lights, if you read about them over a period of time, you see a great number of them die early. And a lot of them take themselves out. They're not happy. Not happy. That's the infection. That's the outbreak. So the outbreak, ever since Adam, this, this outbreak came right on down. Right down through the line. I was going to define outbreak. We're going to move over that. Y'all know an infectious disease, an outbreak. You got an epidemic, pandemic, endemic outbreak. The outbreak of the COVID-19, right, disease. That's what we're familiar with as of right now. That outbreak of COVID-19 became a pandemic because it came out of one local geographical area. It went over all, it, it spread over several countries. I think we can say it's pretty much in every country of the world right now. So it's an outbreak. It's a pandemic. Now the parallels here, like COVID-19, this sickness disease has spread across the globe from the very beginning of time. But worse than COVID-19, without a doubt, this disease has spread to every person. Epiphany alert if you don't think that's you. All have sinned and come short. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's this disease. Like the COVID, it is contagious from our first two parents, right through the DNA, spread to every last one of us, born in sin. So it's super contagious. Everybody get it, everybody got it, or had it. Everybody don't have it still, right? If you don't have it in here, go give God some glory. Come on now, if you don't have it, you still got it in the flesh, but you don't have it. Now with this sickness, you can't develop an immunity for it. Can't develop an immunity for this one. There's no hope of herd immunity. Everybody got it. It ain't making us better. It's making us worse. There's not a vaccine that can help build immunity for this disease. There's not a vaccine that can ward off this disease. And this disease is 100% Deadly. Now this is a, right now it should be, everybody should be talking about this one here. Because we talk about the other, we talk about COVID-19. I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to stop talking about it. But this is 100% deadly. All who are still infected are spiritually dead. And all who are still um, infected are 100% certain to naturally die. This is a bad boy. This thing called sin is a bad boy. And God wants us to understand there's an outbreak. If you didn't know, the, the Lord told tell generation from generation about me. And when you tell them about me, you can't help but to tell them about the things that God has called us to know about. You got to know about the danger to your relationship with God, and that's sin. We can go right to the root of it. Before you read any other self-help book, God is saying, let me tell you about the, the main deal here, sin. So why are we talking about sin? Why are we talking about this disease on the news? 
all through our social media. I know what happens here and there. We're doing it today. Other people are doing it. So I'm not acting like I'm the only one or this church is the only one. But it ain't as loud as it should be. It's not like there's an outbreak. It's not like people are making a difference in how they shop, where they go, who you hang with, how you protect yourself every day. Now, we're doing that for an infectious disease that there is a vaccine for. And you can develop some form of herd immunity. And you can develop some antibodies that can prevent the COVID-19 from fully taking over you. But not this one. Nothing can save you. Nothing man has can save you from this one. So how come we're not talking about it? How come we're not strategizing about how we're going to deal with this one? What's going on? Now, I got to speed through some notes. Y'all bear with me. There's some skepticism of COVID-19 and vaccines and masks and things like that. And I, I get that a little bit. I get it. It's man. And man was born into sin. And now we can't even trust each other. We can't even trust experts. And it plays into our nature. We don't want nobody telling us what to do. We don't want nobody telling us how to live, where to live, where to go. But that's the natural. And I'll give you that. But what about this one? What about sin? What about this sickness where you're guaranteed to die? You can't afford to be stubborn. Can't afford to be rebellious. The science is 100% exact. If you have this, you are going to die. Death comes from this. We see the death everywhere. So this is the greater disease. This is the greater sickness that I came to talk about. It's called sin. It's eating like a cancer. We see it manifesting itself all over the place. Hopefully you're seeing, you're witnessing the devastation and the destruction and its impact. I want you to, I'm, I'm trying to use this analogy of a disease because it is the disease of diseases. And it is fully widespread, and it's pervasive, it's destructive. It's so pervasive and destructive that everything we see, the wars, the disease, the pestilence, the unthankfulness, we can go to uh, Timothy chapter 3, the lack of respect for parents, parents not taking care, we see all these things that the Bible said would happen. That's how pervasive it is. And it's so pervasive that we feel like this is just the way it is. It's the way it's, you know, this is the way it's got to be. That's called hopelessness. You know, you see all this fighting and crime and all these different things. This war in Ukraine, if you watch just a little bit of that, you're just watching people get bombed out of their cities. I mean, mass graves everywhere, all these people dead. Uh, you, people watching their parents die, their children die, separation from family, and more and more bombs. And nobody can stop it, or nobody will stop it. That's evidence of this sickness. You see uh, Chicago, I just used that city. My dad is from that area. Chicago, and some of the violence, the, the gang violence, 
I mean, the hundreds of kids killing each other, or youth killing each other every day. That's this disease. And Chicago is just an example of many places, even including here, where kids are starting to get shot, even in broad daylight, right here in Washington County. That's this disease. Not to mention the racism and all the other isms, the poverty, the rape, abuse. I've talked about the identity crisis, who am I, what am I? These things are, it's evidence that this sickness is real. It's evidence that this sickness is alive and well. But just like Eve, with Eve, we got that devil. He don't want you to think this is real. He don't want you to think he is real. So this stuff is running rampant. And it, and it is, it is uh, painstakingly um, crippling to look at what's going on around us if you're paying attention. And I think what we do naturally sometimes to heal ourselves is act like it ain't going on. You know, all the way until it hits your house. You know, to the abuse, the neglect, the divorce, the suicide, the death after death after death, war. We just party on. We just keep on going. We keep on, you know, it's just a party. All the way until it hits your house. Then we may stop the party just for a minute to have a funeral. We may stop it just for a moment to cry for a few minutes. And then it's like it's never happened. We forget the fragility of each other. We forget that people are suffering all around us from this disease. But there is a cure. Y'all give God some praise. There's a cure. There's a cure. There is a cure. I'm trying to paint a dismal picture. Hopefully it is dismal. Hopefully it's dismal, Facebook family. Sin is real, but there is a cure. His name is Jesus. Come on, keep giving God glory. He is the balm of Gilead. He's the healing for your sin-sick soul. The scripture said, neither is there salvation in any other. So everything I just named, all the things that's going on, we know what's going on in our families. I want to stay there longer, but we can't because of time. This stuff is going on. We can't come in here and praise and shout and then go back out and, you know, wait to do that again next week. We, we got work to do. We have work to do. We got this, the scripture said the gospel be hidden us is hidden to them that are lost. He, we got the cure. We know the answer. Can you imagine if you could stop Putin right now without worrying about being bombed and, you know, you know I know that's what they say. They're worried about nuclear, the nuclear war starting to happen. So, you know, we bomb him, then he bomb us, and a lot of people are going to go. But God is the stabilizer. He can deal with Putin. He can deal with the enemy and bring everybody out without, well, I think uh, he brought um, the Hebrew boys out and they didn't even smell like smoke. Come on, give God some praise. He can bring us out. So he's the bomb. In his infinite wisdom, he already knew we would be where we are and already had a cure. I already knew you all would do this. I knew we would get here. 
before he formed the foundations of the world, of the earth, he had a cure for us. I can't read it, but y'all go to it. Isaiah 53, he talks about it. Who have believed our report? I can't read all of it. But it says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried out our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace. You want that peace? It was upon him. And with his stripes, with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. Does God know us? We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Y'all should be giving God glory. He is brought out as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He taketh from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering to sin he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. This is how God knows how to go ahead and, and, and um, take that sin out, take that disease out. This is what he's doing right here. If you, if you hear me read, this is the surgery that God can do. The vaccine can't do this. This is Jesus. He can go right on in. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. By his knowledge, we can all be justified. For he shall bear their iniquities. He's going to take on the disease. He's going to take on that hopelessness, that fear, that anger. He's going to do it. He did it. He did it. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. And he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. He's the one. Jesus is the one. My next point was to repent before it's everlasting too late. Hopefully repentance is all in your heart and your mind right now. This is the only cure for this sickness, him. And he said, turn and follow me. Turn and yield to me. Receive me before it's too late. Do I need to show you anything else? You can turn on the news right now and watch a country just be decimated by this disease. 
You can see people being decimated. You think that's not going to happen here or can't happen here? That can happen right now. Pastor been preaching it. He said Russia's Magog. All right, I can't preach that mess. So God is saying work while it's day. The time to prepare for uh, war is in the time of peace. So we ain't getting bombed right now. Not like Ukraine, but we getting bombed. Our children are being decimated. You better watch what your kids are eating every day. Eating. Eating. Look at what they're eating. People are letting them eat. Y'all see where I'm pointing, right? Eat anything and everything. And then they wonder why they are the way they are. They can't even put it together. That's this disease. This disease will blind you. You will act the way you don't want your kids to act and wonder why your kids act that way. You will act the way you don't want your kids to act and wonder why they act that way. You will act the way you want your people to act and wonder why they act that way. That's our leadership, not pastor. I'm talking about our government. That's this disease. So he wants us to repent, and we only got a dash to do it. I was born in 1976. On my obituary, don't get sad, honey. It's going to happen one day unless the Lord raptured me out. 1976, dash. I don't know when the year's going to be, but God said, get ready. I'm coming like a thief. I'm coming like a thief in the night. Be prepared. You're going to have to give an account for what you do in that body. You're going to have to give a record. It's going to be a reconciliation for what you do with what I gave you. People don't believe that. That's why we're here. If the gospel be hidden us, it's going to be hid to them. We got to let them know. We're the salt of the earth. We got to let them know what's happening. The light of the world. Tell the people it's an outbreak. There's an outbreak. Courtney just came from Africa. There is an outbreak, my family, my friends. If you wonder what's going on, it's an outbreak of this disease called sin. And you got to repent. And you can repent. God is calling us to repentance. A famous scripture in Chronicles says, if my people, he said my people, so you better get that. That's, that's the caveat there. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, you can't run your life. You no match against the evil of this world. You can't do it. You no match against fear, anxiety, and stress. Cancer and disease, you're no match for it. But if my people, or COVID-19, but if my people which are called by, by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, that's what we got to tell them, seek him. He's a rewarder to them that diligently seeks him. You looking for an answer? Seek him. It ain't in the money. It ain't in the stuff. It ain't in looking good. It's in Jesus. Give him some praise. <laughs> Seek my face, and I'm done. Y'all know I'm over time. And turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. 
Look at God. He loves his children. I love my babies. People think it's God. They make God the bad guy. All those women and children and people dying, they blame that on God. God said, if you, if you go against me, you're going to surely die. You can't blame me now that you're going against me. Get in the ark and live. Get in the ark and live. Repent and live. The flood is coming. The flood is here. But get in the ark and you will just float. You will rise to the top with all this death and destruction going on. Get your babies in the ark so they can know who they are and what they are and how to live for him. Get them in the ark. And when all this stuff is going on right now that's challenging God's way, that's trying to pervert God's way, we'll all float. You will float to the top. Seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I'll hear you. And I'll forgive your sin. I'll heal you. I'll, I'll take that sin out. And I'll heal your land. This is what God wants to do for us. He wants the glory out of what he created. He said, Adam, where are you? 2001, he said that to me, Shanu, where are you? Matter of fact, every year since then, he done said, Shanu, where are you? Y'all want to be honest up in here, saints? Come on. Repentance ain't a, it's not a one-time thing. You got to repent to get in, and then you got to keep repenting. I think the scripture that we read today said, uh, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Where Deacon David said, and the truth shall make you free. He'll make you free. Anybody want to be free? Repent before it's everlasting too late. There is an outbreak. Saints, the world needs us. They need us to live in a state of repentance. They need us to separate ourselves from unbelievers, not because we're better than them, but we're better off as saints. And being better off, you can pull them in. But if you are in the same situation, you drowning, they drowning, and you drowning in the world and all that the world has to offer, and everybody's sick. Everybody's dying from the disease. There's an outbreak. Repent before it's ever too late, at last and too late. This is the altar call. Please stand if you can and truly pray a sincere prayer that somebody in here or somebody listening from outside of here will receive God's word and repent before it's everlasting too late. Even a saint that may have left the faith. lost their way will repent today and be healed from walking in sin living in sin if you're here and you've heard the word today you heard of this outbreak and you want to be saved before it's everlasting too late you can come down the aisle right now if you're watching from Facebook you can call 734-477-6891. It should be on the screen. And ask for somebody to minister to you. 
But if you heard the word and you already want to go down in Jesus' name, you want to get baptized in his name, filled with his spirit. That's what he said you had to do. God said, I came to my own and my own received me not. But to as many that will receive me, I'll give them the power to become the sons of God. I'll give you power to be my child. Today, if you'll receive him, he'll give you that power. You can be his child today. He'll heal you, not only of your natural stuff, but that spiritual sin that's trying to keep you in bondage forever. Give God some praise for the soul coming down the aisle. Will you be made whole? There's an outbreak. Will you be made whole? Get back to where God created. His image. He made us in his image. He made us in his likeness. He wants his baby back. He wants us back. Come back to God. Come back to God and get saved. Repent. Get baptized in his name. Be filled with his spirit. When you receive his spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit will be in you. You can tell the devil no. You can tell, you can deal with sin. And it'll be the power to go to heaven. Is there one? Is there one here today? Life is too short. If you're trying to hold on to this life, let it go. Give it all up for God. Give it all up for Jesus. God is offering eternal life. He's offering eternal joy, eternal peace. He's offering an answer today. You can live in a heavenly place today. Peace that surpasses all understanding. No matter what you're going through, he can give you peace right now. No stuff can give you, that no person can give you. This is Jesus. Is there one? Amen. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand, praise, saints. He's a good God. We pray that souls heard the message. You heard the altar call for the saint or the sinner, and that we repent.